Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name's Chris Sutton, and today I'm excited. I'm always excited, but because today I'm joined by colleague of the year, um, <laughs> Becky Cumberworth. <laughs> Welcome, Becky. Thank you. Uh, and Sam Coupland. Uh, welcome, Sam. Hi, thank you. So today, we're going to be talking about physical exercise and the, its benefits to mental health. So essentially, what I think a lot of people know, or you hear the things to do around improving your mental health, and exercise is one of those things that's always mentioned, but I want to know why and what people can do about it and perhaps explore some of the barriers. So who wants to kick off? Well, I'll kick off, Chris, um, just by saying I've used uh, physical activity to have positive mental health probably for longer than I realised that's what I was doing. Really? Yeah, from a very, very young age. It's always been part of my life. And the older I've got, the more I've realised just how much of a positive impact it does have, not just on my physical health, but on my emotional and mental well-being as well. So did you realise that when you had to, did you have to stop doing it for a time? And then realise that that you were missing it? I did have to stop doing it for a time, yeah. I had to stop doing physical activity for six months. um, And it definitely was something that I really, really missed. Mm. Um, Yeah. So did did that that affect your mood then, while you you weren't doing exercise? I I think it's all linked. Um, Very. Mental and your physical health is linked. They're not two separate things. And I think that... Still, people treat them as if they are separate. Um, for me, they're not. They're, they're one and the same. So if you are struggling emotionally or mentally, quite often you'll be struggling physically at the same time yeah. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to say which one was the root cause. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely for me. Okay. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I've, um, I, I use physical activity as a, as a coping mechanism for a lot of things and it's, it's only when I've stopped doing it that I realised that myself a similar mm-hmm. sort of thing really um, I, I've had periods of time where I've not been able to exercise mm-hmm. and at first I've not realised maybe that how, I've, how that's affecting my mood and how that, it's other people who've probably noticed that more than I have right. and then when I've reflected I've, I've realised actually yeah this is something that I rely, I rely on quite a lot yeah. Um, so so okay. So let's. So I do some exercise, mm-hmm. right? Not massive amounts of, of cardio, but I know I notice if I'm not doing yoga. So that's one of the things I do yoga every day. And if I don't do it, I feel physically sore, and I do feel so. I, and I feel mentally down, and I feel like I've let myself down for not having done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what actually happens when you're doing exercise? Then why is it so good for you? Well, there's a few different reasons. I mean, um, physically, uh, it does. It gives you energy. It energizes you. Obviously, in terms of um, yeah, muscle muscle balance, strength. Yeah. Um, the, the actual physical side of it, and it, it's physically good for you. But mentally, it releases endorphins. So that those chemicals that make you actually feel good about yourself. So it's not just. A, a mental thing is a physical. Is that what they are? Because I hear this a lot. Endorphins. They're they're the they're what are, what are, what's an endorphin? It's it's, it's, chem, it's like a chemical that's produced when you exercise. Okay. Um, in your brain that that does trigger those that sort of feeling of of happiness. Right. Okay. Um, and these a little bit of a more scientific thing around exercise, but it does actually produce certain chemicals that do um 
help with stress and they do help with with mood so in terms of coping with stress this um research research has been done that shows that when you do exercise it does it um, produces chemicals that affect that part of your brain right. that cope with stress and that deal with stress so these actually are scientific yeah um, see i think this is really helpful to get down to that kind of level and think about that because some quite often on this show we'll talk about things um i don't know we, we don't necessarily go into the technical or scientific but i think around exercise it's quite important to understand what's happening so that's thank you for explaining that mm. um because so so what do you what what's your experience of it then so for you sam like what what exercise do you do that when you've done it you make it makes you feel like you're is so, it a high or? Uh, yeah, so uh, now I go to the gym a lot. I, I used to uh, run, I used to be a runner, and I used to get a lot out of that. I used to be my time when I would go, I could clear my mind of my thoughts. It used to be a really good time for me, really, in all the, the sort of busyness and chaos of everyday life. Yeah. Running was real, was my uh, sort of escape from that, and it was time on my own, and I was out in the fresh air, and it made me feel great. Yeah. And then I've had a few injuries uh, that have stop me from running and now I've, I've replaced that with going to the gym mm -hmm. and that's that's changed slightly again because then um in terms of um self-image and body confidence i found myself growing through that point of view yeah and it's and quite intimidating really wearing you wearing a short no, sleeve so shirt <laughs> with, with those but he's got i'm glad we're not on a video link because sam's got his guns out and frankly i'm, I'm glad I, i'm glad you had your coat on till i was just about to press play because i may have chickened out or doing the whole thing <laughs> yeah, I've gone red there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I'm just putting you at ease. Um, yeah, I um, I, I don't actually think it matters what sport you do, does it? No. It's totally personal. No, it is, yeah. Yeah, I've done. I've done all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, since I was a, a teenager, all sorts of different sports, and I just think just find one, anything that you really find joyful. Hmm. That for me, it's about joy. So you get all of this advice and guidance that you should be doing a certain amount of exercise and it should be at a certain intensity and that's based on science so it's good information but i think the key thing for me is does it put a smile on your face does it make you feel joyful when yeah. you've finished it do you feel energized yeah. and are you glad that you spent that time and invested that time in yourself right so there's a couple of things there that i'd like to pick up if that's all right the first one is sam some of the stuff you said there it actually brought in a few things that people talk about when they're talking about um, working on their mental health. You talked about being outside, you know, so like being in touch with nature. You talked about the fact that you were, um, that the feeling it's giving you. So actually it's about understanding that it's going to make an improvement to that feeling. Um, but, and the, but the other thing is, I can imagine that some people, people listening to this podcast, will be at various stages of their, yeah. you know, journey, if you like, through mental health. And some of some people that are really, really struggling will be saying, undoubtedly, or thinking, "That's not for me." What yeah. they're talking about is not for me, mm. because it's for people who are fit and healthy. And the thought of going to the gym and being like, you know, just before we came on on air, actually, um, Sam and I were talking about um, like a. Uh, a sports complex that you that you worked in and that it can be an intimidating environment for some people to go to yeah mm. um so if we go right back to kind of if you're really struggling with depression and you're actually struggling to leave the house what could someone do i know i'm putting you on the spot but what could someone do in terms of starting some kind of physical exercise yeah i mean 
there's a lot of activity that can be done from the home. I mean, YouTube and the internet is brilliant in terms of finding different. Re- if somebody doesn't want to leave the house, I thought you were going to say surfing the net. Surfing. That is, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my physical yeah. exercise. YouTube is the answer. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's spend all day surfing. Yeah. Um, so it is a good way of, um, I suppose, if you don't want to leave the house. But in, from that point of view, I think that if you can, if you can, maybe join a group. That there's a lot of um, like walk walking is something that there's there's a lot of walking groups out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, walking sort of growing as a as an activity, and is I think there's a real in terms of that walk and talk, and in terms yeah. of dealing with social isolation, but also around me- meeting people who may have similar uh who may like live with similar yeah uh, face similar problems really good idea um, again you're combining two things there aren't you you know that social connection with an exercise yeah mm-hmm. so i think you know maybe if it's if joining a group were intimidating you know you could go for a walk with a friend yeah um you know or you know try and arrange i know that i know people who have said about even going for a run that they've said I go on a run every Wednesday lunchtime and I go with my mate Susie, you know, but most Wednesdays, if I was going on my own, I'd probably go, nah, yeah. but yeah. because she's going, yeah. I haven't got a friend called Susie, I wish I did. Yeah. She sounds she nice. She sounds nice, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, will you be my friend? Let's, no, but, but basically, yeah, you, so combining those things, but even if you're on your own, I would suggest, you know, you, you can... Um, walk to the end of the road and back you know yeah. just start mm. just start doing something and then perhaps you give yourself these like small steps these small goals yeah. there's a pun there on the walking <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to avoid it I'm biting my tongue <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that there are groups as well that are out there that are specifically for people who are experiencing poor mental health so we're in Leeds at the moment so I can talk a bit about Leeds but Hyde Park Harriers the running club do a, a run and talk Um, which is something that is a national initiative. So there might be a running club nearby you, wherever you are, that is specifically for people with poor mental health. And you then turn up to that, knowing that you're around other people who are the same and that are going to understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a more supportive um, environment. It's a good good idea. I I mean, and I think that, again, it depends what stage you're at of, of your mental health. Um, because as to whether or not you feel you can go and have that social interaction. I just know from personal experience, when I was really struggling with depression, the thought of spending time with someone else, even if it were in a group, even if it were a mental health group, I'd still be thinking, oh, I'm going to struggle to do this. But I know that for me personally, and again, taking Sam's lead, I was trying to deliberately combine some of the things I'd read about that were supposedly, you know, that are good for you. So I, when I was off work with depression, I went for a walk um, around, like, through the woods, and I, it was in autumn time, and I collected some leaves. I took, like, a little see-through bag, and I collected some leaves and a couple of conkers, and, and I, I collected some nature, essentially, and I was really trying to do mindfulness and, like, looking at the different colours and I was like really, I remember really staring at this quite reddy pink leaf and all the kind of like veins within it and things and thinking, geez, you know, I've never actually looked at a leaf properly and how much design effectively is in there. And and it, so, but I was out in the fresh air, mm. walking, yeah. mm. and 
in fact, I ended up writing a children's book based around those walks that I went on, mm. um, which again was another thing of writing and being creative. Mm. So um, I'm rambling, but but yeah, essentially it is about that combining things, and you can yeah. do things on your own and then try to build up to doing stuff with, with people. Yeah, so absolutely. When I started running, I was not confident at running. Um, I had all those memories of you know bad sports teachers at school that say horrible things to you about your sporting performance. Yeah. And I was never good at long-distance running. Um, and so I didn't want to go and join a, a running club straight away. It was too intimidating. I thought, everybody's going to be faster. I'm going to get left behind. Then I'm going to feel bad because I'm slowing people down. So before I started, I just went out on my own and got myself to a point where I was felt more confident. And mm. then I thought, okay, now I feel like I can go and join that running right. group. Okay, yeah. Is that good? That's a, that's a feel the fear and do it anyway thing. You know, like you have to actually start. You have to actually do something and then yeah. you it builds your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of... Them. There's a lot of beginner running groups out there now. There's a lot there of walking is. groups. For some, a lot of people, running won't be their thing, but just walking. Yeah. But you mentioned the, the social element, but, and sometimes you, you're not ready to go into a group. But sometimes if it's just that one person you can find. I, I've, I've spoken to people about this before around being able to talk to people when you're walking or, or running. Yeah. And there's something about... It can be quite hard to sit opposite each other, looking into each other's eyes or yeah. looking at each other, having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Where if you're stood side by side and you're walking, but you're talking, you're not actually looking at each other. Yeah. And it's going to it's, it's a little easier to talk and it's easier to get those, to, to have certain conversations that you might feel uneasy looking at somebody, but when you're out and you... That's interesting. I, I Yeah, I, I agree with that. And in fact, you've made that's made me think, think back to... Um, I was listening to something the other day, or I was on, actually, I was on a podcast as a guest and we were talking about men's mental health and they were, we were talking about how as children so i'm 42 and they were saying so as as a child as a teenager did you have an outlet in terms of a, a male or female a, a friend to talk to um and i was saying not no we wouldn't really talk about emotions and stuff but actually most of it was talking about most of the angst was around girls you know for me so uh, and I used to play a lot of pitch and putt golf. So you just made me think that about walking with someone. Me and my friends, my two, like my two best friends, would go and play pitch and putt all day. Porth Kerry Country Park, shout out. <laughs> um, and me and me and Fred and Joel, we would walk. We would walk around playing golf all day, and that's where I would be like, oh, she doesn't love me, yeah. you know. Um, but that essentially yeah. was getting yeah. that stuff off yeah. my chest, and that was the stuff that was, you know, yeah. that a lot of it that was bringing me down. And I think men particularly get a lot of that through sport. Yeah. The golf club for my dad is where he has that network uh, where he can speak about things that are going on in his life, and it's a football club for other men, isn't yeah. it? Women, I think, are a lot more open, happier to um, chat with each other in different environments, but men, I think, get a lot of that through sport. Yeah. Have you found that, Sam, with like friends that you've... I have, yeah, and I've, I've found it in different ways. So I've I played team sports... Uh, at various times in my life and that's a, d a different type of thing where I've, I've found it a little maybe, a little harder maybe to to have those conversations you know, and it's all a, around camaraderie but in a different way yeah yet wh when you have your one-on-one -on -one things whether it's running or um or if i'm in the gym training working out with somebody that one, those conversations you can have on a one-on-one -on -one basis when you're exercising i do find the time when i'm probably the, the most open Right. I, w I will open up more yeah, yeah. over exercise than I probably would over a drink. Sometimes. So yeah. that's and, and I yeah. think that yeah. 
So it's a double whammy, isn't it? So you're potentially talking more about the things and being more open, and the exercise is doing the good as well. And just spending that time with someone socially, whether you're doing exercise or not, is something that can really help you. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> I'm just picturing if I if I spent time with friends, and I still go back to my house and I'm on my own, you still have that isolation and that kind of. Um, so for me personally, if I've chosen to spend the evening to myself, I love it. But if I go home and I'm like, oh, uh, right, it's just me. What then it kind of envelops you and that kind of mist comes down, if mm-hmm. you like. So it is, it, you know, it's not, but, but the exercise bit, if you've just been exercising, so when I go to a yoga class on a Wednesday night, um, when I get home from that, I, that never happens. I feel relaxed, I feel, you know, so, but it is, it is about having that strength to get out there. And it is in, it is in all of us yeah. to be able to do it. Yeah. I, I'm really conscious that you guys have bought notes Oh, and uh, I want to know what you ri- what like, what you what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I've brought some quotes, so um, I have led some beginners and running groups um, for people, couch to five k's for people with uh, who have experienced poor mental health. Right. And I brought some quotes for them, and I didn't elicit these quotes. I didn't ask for them. Mm-hmm. These are just things that the participants spontaneously sent to me. So I have one that was a couple of days after um, a run, and the participant said, I still feel buzzing from the run. I felt mildly stiff and achy yesterday, but it felt like a good ache. I've noticed some other surprising benefits too, especially around my mental health. I feel as though I have so much more energy and enthusiasm for life. I feel excited about my future instead of depressed about it. And it's also inspired me to start looking at my diet and start eating more mindfully. Wow. That is huge, isn't it? So yeah. it's a real catalyst for change there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then another one, which came in a year after the running course had finished. So I realised this week that it's just over a year since the start of our Active Minds course. And so I just wanted to say I'm so, so, so incredibly grateful that you taught me how to run. And more importantly, how to go about it in a way that I've been able to sustain long term. It's honestly changed my life. I never did any physical activity at all before then and was never able to stick at anything. It's helped me get fitter, but also feel better about myself. Wow, that's amazing. After you read the first one, my my, my um, naturally negative um, outlook was, I wonder how sustainable it was. And then there you go, that second person is saying that they've actually managed to sustain it. That's, that's incredible. How does that make you feel? Um, it's amazing to be able to help people to do that uh, you know because I get so much joy out of sport and exercise myself it's lovely to be able to pass it on oh, it's, it's, it's hard to go onto Instagram without seeing you on a mountain bike <laughs> to be fair <laughs> or with a dog <laughs> sometimes with a dog on a mountain bike <laughs> so yeah but but that yeah no I mean that is incredible and I think that particularly that second one where you're saying you know it sounds like that they really have gone couch to 5k you know it and and I think mm. a lot of people, when they're in that, they might be listening to this in that, well, I'm on the couch and I can't do it, it's not for me. Mm. Listen, it is for you. Mm. You know, it's about starting and about building up and not thinking, I'm going to walk out the door and immediately be limp for Christie. Absolutely. You know, it, it's not, that's not, in fact, he could only do 100 metres anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> we can beat Linford. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And tell us something, or oh Sam, what, what have you written down then? What were you thinking? Uh, no, I was, I was, a few different things. I was, that, that's led me to think about um, a conversation I had with a colleague um, prior to coming on um, around 
a session he runs for uh, for guys uh, with um, social anxiety. He uh, runs a walking football group. Oh wow! And Amazing. It, this is something that um, started as a ten week project, and a year and a half later, it's still it's going stronger than ever. Yeah. Uh, and it, from what Becky said, then it made me think about. Um, we talked about sustainability and whether people carry on doing it and it, it's for people who um, so there's a lot of people who've got common um, common sort of goals or all had shared shared experiences mm-hmm. um, so they can understand it a little bit about where each other are coming from they didn't feel they've all liked football and they wanted to get involved in football but in terms of their own confidence and maybe potentially feeling fit enough to do it but we turn it into a walking football session. Yeah, accessible. It's just around fun. It's com- it, It's there was we, we, um, we weren't sure if it turned into an uh, turned into more of a football a five a side football, but it stayed walking football, and it's really worked well. There's a social element to it. afterwards. Everyone stays and has a half an hour and a cup of tea and a biscuit. After that sounds amazing. Chat. And that's um, a really great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and yeah. I, I do think there's with that as well. There is it is, you know, some people who are. Um, I think one of the blocks with exercise is that I mean this might just be me personally but I don't think so is that people think of it that oh I need to go for a run and they'll think that's what they need to do or I need to join a gym but actually sometimes a team sport like that or a team sport you're thinking well I'm not going to join a football team because yeah. I can't play or, yeah. but there are things out there like that yeah. you know, that, that are accessible mm. that's right and I think if with the right support as well, I mean, this is something that um, there's things taken into consideration that I first wouldn't have thought of. So things like it's on, on in an afternoon, and it's on in an afternoon because some people are lower on the morning, or, or if they're um, using medication, it may take till the afternoon before they're ready to sort of do something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not on a Monday or a Friday because that's the start and the end of a week, which again yeah. can be a, a, so it's it's a midweek initiative, and there's things like that which I, I'd previously not. Uh, probably wouldn't have, have thought. No, about, that's really you know. they've really thought a lot. I mean, that's really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel as well that with exercise, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but sometimes just doing a little bit, you know, just doing a little bit yeah. ma- makes a big difference. Um, so it is about that kind of starting. Is that fair? Absolutely. I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves around exercise, it, it, especially if you if you're experiencing poor mental health. It can be another thing that you stick on your list that you berate yourself about. Oh, I'm not doing enough exercise. I'm, you know, and, and I think anything is better than nothing. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. If you're not doing anything at the moment, and, and a lot of people that I've spoken to around exercise have said, well, if they're inconsistent, so if they do a 10-minute walk one week and then they don't do it the next week, then it goes out the window. And I just say, well, just start again in week three. Mm. And if you fail in week three, not fail, that's a horrible word. If you don't do it in, in week three, then start again in week four. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And, and Becky mentioned 10 minutes there. 10 minutes is actually, you know, it's not a bad period of time to like for a 10-minute walk. Yeah. You, um, if, if you did talk about the actual guidelines, the guidelines that if... Um, 10 minute bursts is something that's encouraged really yeah okay yeah so even if it's a 10 minute walk so you could do say say you were to do like a 10 minute walk then have a sit down for 10 minutes and then walk back that 10 minutes that's almost like a half an hour podcast yeah. <laughs> if you could find a good one to listen to yeah if anyone's got any recommendations <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um what what um 
Tell me some of your stats, Becky. You've, oh. you've, you've got a list of stats there and stuff. It looks quite cool. Well, I think the thing that I found most interesting on here was there's been a study done recently in the USA. Um, they studied 1.2 million people um, over a significant period of time. And I can't remember how long that was, but it was a very long time. I think it was a, you know at least a year. Um, and people that were doing physical activity, they had they reported 43.2% fewer days of poor mental health in the month. Really? Yeah, so there's, this is the sort of scientific, rigorously tested, long-term, lots of people study that mm. backs up what we probably all already knew anyway, that doing physical activity makes you feel better. But um, this is the work that's gone behind it that sort of proves it. Okay. These... Um a lot of evidence and a lot of growing evidence out there around physical activity um, being more um, um, in terms of comparing physical activity versus medication, that physical activity can be more effective mm. at dealing with low level uh, yeah. mental health. So I don't mean the more extreme cases, no. but you know, in terms of like a lot of people and a lot of doctors often give people a choice between physical activity and medication and um, in a lot of cases, you did get less side effects from physical activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have heard this in terms of I can't remember the details, and I'd butcher it if I tried. But there's some there's some scale. I think this was in America. I heard it, I heard it on a podcast of let's say the scales out of a hundred, and you know the different kinds of things you can do score different levels of points within that out of a hundred to improve your mental health. And for like the majority of people. Um, around anxiety, I think it was um, the medication, and maybe it was one particular medication, and it's just a one-off study, or you know, the data might be rubbish. But it was just interesting that they were saying that medication would take you up by like five points, but regular exercise would take you up by like thirty. Mm-hmm. It was huge, you know, it was a huge difference. Yeah. And like I say, it's um, it, it might be just a one-off thing, but it was still something I'd heard that I personally don't do as much exercise as I would like to and I don't have the excuse of not having enough time I do have the time to do it you know d- different points during my week um, so the, you know it kind of brings me on to the next thing I wanted to talk about which was what are what are those barriers maybe you two don't feel it um, but I certainly have a barrier towards getting out there and doing it and mm. I just wondered if you've got any experience of that yeah, I, mean, I have a lot of friends who I talk to, and, and personally, I you know I have a family, and, it, and time can be a huge barrier and a huge reason why for mm. people to be able to find time to do to do things. Yeah. Um, but th- there's all sorts. I mean, money is a big thing as well in terms of. I mean, we we talked about running and walking. Walking is a really you don't really need any um, equip, uh, specialist yeah. equipment for walking, especially not for the, you know your, your ten minute walks, half an hour walks. But in terms of running, or if you want to go to the gym, people often think you need a certain type of kit, a certain type of, you know, whereas you can go to gyms just wear your own trainers and t-shirts, but people mm. it sort of have perceptions that maybe... I, that you need yeah, you all need this equipment. Latest sports gear, yeah, you know. I, I think that's right. Mm. I th- yeah, I, th- I think the time thing is interesting as well. I think a lot of people do. That is a, it is a real a real yeah. reason, isn't it? Yeah. You know, to not mm. have, um, to not be able to find that time. I think there's... For women specifically as well, there's been the This Girl Can campaign, which has been running for quite a few years now, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's been massively successful. Yeah. 
And there's been lots of studies done into it, you know, why has this been so successful, this campaign? And it's because it really nailed what some of the barriers were for women, that women are not supposed to sweat, we're not supposed to get out of breath, we're supposed to look pretty. Um, you know, when, when that, that idea of using your body physically in that way is something that a lot of women were not comfortable with, and that's really when you watch the This Girl Can adverts and you look at that's the campaign. Yeah, I, that is interesting. I, yeah, that is an, an, another barrier. I mean, I, um, one of the things that I think that you can do to um, overcome a lot of these this is something same thing goes for anxiety or if you're about a specific event like if you're going to give a presentation or something like that um viv buckland who's been on this uh, show a couple of times always says if i'm doing something and, I, and i'm nervous about it she says picture yourself five minutes after it's finished after you've done it and you know if you're really anxious about something and sometimes it's being anxious about doing the exercise you know if you're not physically fit or you're not happy about the way you look you might think, well, I don't want to walk to the end of the street and back because people are going to see me and go, oh, look at that, you mm. know, um, unfit person just walking up the street or whatever. And or, or if it was me, like trying to jog around the village, mm. you know, like um, and she's but you pretty much know you're going to feel good afterwards because it's over for one yeah. thing yeah. Um, as well. And then you get the old, then you get the other benefits, too. And hopefully then you get a taste for it. So I think it's quite a good idea that to you know to picture yourself a few minutes afterwards looking mm. back and going, I've done it, yeah, I did it, you know. Yeah. Um, we've actually only got a couple of minutes left. So yeah. are there any any kind of last kind of comments that you'd like to? One of the things I was thinking about with people that have experienced poor mental health, it's a, it can be difficult. That can be something that's really difficult, and you develop all kinds of um, coping strategies that you probably don't even give yourself credit for. So you develop strength and courage and resilience. Yeah. And it's all the same things that you need for sport. So if you're out there wow. listening, yeah. you know, and you, you're thinking, oh, I can't do that because of my mental health, you've probably already got the characteristics you need in spades. Amazing. Anything yeah. to add to that, Sam? Well, just that, I mean, we've talked a lot about walking and running and maybe walking football side or the gym, but there's so many different things we haven't mentioned. And I, I'm a believer that there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. So it's just maybe, maybe you haven't found it yet. So running might not be your thing, or walking might not be your thing, uh, or team sports might not be, but I'm sure there will be something out there. Yeah. And, and there's so many more options these days than there used to be. Mm. And uh, while you're surfing the internet, yes, you know, yes, you yes. Bit, but you're, you know, you're absolutely right. If you look at things, you know, put in what is that? What can I do locally? Yeah. You know, I mean, your mobile phone now knows where you are on the satellite or whatever, yeah. and yeah. you just put what's near me, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Check things out, and I think most people are in a place where they're at least able to have a look to see what's there, and then you know try and give it a go. Well, look, thank you both of you for coming in. I've really enjoyed that. It's thank you, guys. Like that, yeah, it? yeah, it thanks, Thomas, Chris. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Cool. Um, well, let's wrap it up. So, um, please follow me on Twitter at mentalcoms. That's M-E-N-T-A-L-C-O-N-V-S. And uh, on Instagram, I'm getting good at Instagram now. I'm posting mm. every day. Um, Instagram uh, mental conversations. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, and uh, another episode will be winging its way to you soon.